Welcome to the Lunch Lads Podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And we are back after a small one-week break. The Lunch Lads have returned, and it's been a crazy couple weeks in the NHL and NBA playoffs. But I think we all want to get right into it. So let's start off with the crazy comeback 3-1 series lead. They do it again. The Leafs do it again, Russell. They did it again. They choked yeah. in the playoffs. I don't understand. They can never get it done. But what a series that was. I th- honestly, I thought for I thought it was definitely over after that game four. Mm-hmm. 10.9 million. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a few minutes, what the Leafs do now. But Russ, what was your immediate reaction as the final seconds ticked down in game seven? Well, first of all, I was shocked. I, I didn't think it was going to happen. We, like the Habs, are a worse team. There's not much to say, but when you're shutting down someone's first line like that, you're probably going to win a series when their first line is one of the top lines in the league. Just, Two top five scores. Yeah, like let's let's just be honest. They underperformed, and I don't know if Deneau is like a defensive mastermind. Like, let's be—I don't know if he is, but I mean, last time I checked, the Leafs also don't have Carey Price. So can you just say something? I've never heard of Deneau before this season, and out of nowhere, this guy's like a Matthew stopper, McDavid stopper. Like, since when is this guy like an all-time defender? I knew who he was. He was always a good defender. Like, I've never heard of this guy until this year, and apparently, like, he's bad, bad start. He's been always a consistent defender he doesn't produce so much offensively but his line with Gallagher and usually Tatar who has just fallen off a cliff recently has been they've been actually a really good five on five line in the last few years but yeah what a job by Janot who I think struggled at the start of the series with face-offs but he really picked it up at the end and you know what he got the job done that was the biggest thing the Habs need to do was shut down the two best players on the Leafs and they did it I don't think Miner is their second best player who do you think yeah. is Nylander? I've always said Nylander. He's my favorite player. I know people disagree with me, but I think he kind of proved that he's an overall better player than Marner. Marner can't play come playoff time, and it's happened sure, in the series. Year. It's happened year after year, though. Like it's not like a occasion now that Marner has a bad playoffs. It's been a solid four years now where Mitch has done nothing. It just you know what? It's 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 hard to rank players, especially when you have a lot of good forwards like that of who's the best. But I'm gonna come out and say I think based on what we've seen in the regular season and the playoffs, especially this year, I think Mitch Marner is the most important player on the Leafs because let, hear me out, hear me out. So Mitch Marner, what did, what did he finish in scoring? Like fourth or fourth? I think he finished fourth. Just, just an fourth. unbelievable season, right? Him and Matthews, that deadly duo, always connecting. Matthews ended up leading the league by a lot in goals. And all of a sudden, Marner underperformed by a long shot in the playoffs, made some stupid plays. And he, he hesitated on a lot of plays. Was looked like he was afraid to shoot the puck sometimes. And he wasn't making those nice plays that he always makes to Matthews. So, therefore, Matthews scored one goal on a rebound that anyone anyone who can hold a hockey stick and plays hockey can score that rebound. You go right to the net and you put it right back in the empty net. So, I really think that without Marner, Matthews – without Marner playing well, Matthews really struggled. And you could clearly see that in the playoffs. So, Marner – is definitely the most important player on the Leafs. And I think this crazy talk about him being traded, I know it's some, you know what, not smart Leafs fans on social media that want him gone. But really, what do you expect to get back from trading Mitch Marner? Can I say something? 
trading stars in the NHL is just so tough. And I don't know I, what I mean. I 100% agree with Sully. I think he, I think. We all are a part of it. I have, I'm a part of it myself. It's recency bias. Like, yeah, see, so what I do, so I, as an experience. It's hard not to be. You, you can't, you have to be so frustrated. No, but let's just say, okay, so I'm an experienced Leafs fan that has dealt with years and years of disappointment. And after every single year, you know, you reflect and you're like, oh, this person gone, this person gone. And I've learned over the years that you have to process the series for a good week before you can make any rash decisions on what you think you want to do. Like I, like, I don't get, especially after like series, like, unless it's like blatantly obvious, like firing like a coach or a GM right after they lose a series. I think you need a week to process the the loss and reflect on the season. And then you make the move. So in past years, I've, you know, I've, been like trade Nylander, fire Babcock. I was right about the fire Babcock, or, or was that? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Were, were, were you right? We'll yeah, who knows? But uh, but I I completely agree with Sully about the Marner thing. I don't think I think it's really stupid that people people think he should be traded because I don't I don't think Marner is our most important player. I think Matthews is, but the fact that Matthews is our most important player makes I don't know if this is going to make sense, but like. The fact that Matthews is our most important player means that Marner is like the most important player because there is no there is no Matthews really without Marner. They have to coexist together. And did, and did that was that not seen in those seven games? Like, and I think that I think it's obvious that I was seen. Matthews had one goal on a yeah. Three, no, two. I 100 agree. But something I find pretty interesting is would you consider Barzal is the best player on the Islanders? Right? Yeah, he sucks. He's no Marner, but. I haven't heard any bad. My favorite team, him. Matthew Barzell, letting me down. Barzell and Marner, they played. Barzell played eight games. Marner played seven. Both, I think, had zero goals and four assists. Or like, I don't remember exactly. But why is Barzell getting getting zero talk? Zero, nothing talked about. You it. know, why? You know why? Because people don't care if the team wins. People yeah. couldn't give a crap. And you know what? I couldn't either. If the Habs were winning the series and ten point five million dollars of Carey Price was letting in five goals a game, I couldn't care less. Well, then you wouldn't be winning the series. Yeah, yeah, we were but but somehow we were. I couldn't one point on that. If you guys would have won game seven, let's say um uh we were Hall never gonna win game the, seven. Hall I understand why Pass fans were scared. We were never gonna win game Honestly, seven. Honestly, going after game six, I would have been so, so confident much, if I was so a Habs fan after game six. At least all these fans are posting, oh, we're the series is already over. It's going into game seven, like there's no way we win. And I was thinking like well, it's still a full game. Like you guys have come wow. two overtime. So and and after watching that game, like yeah, they had nothing, especially after we that. Knew. We knew. It was just so hard to control the pace of play. It was over. It was over after the puck drop. It was just yeah. so hard to support a team that was playing like garbage with no effort besides a couple players, and then you guys having the best goaltender in the NHL currently. It just we all knew that there was nothing the Leafs were gonna do. And shame on Nylander for ruining that beautiful shutout. Shame on it. Shut up. And I have one point to make. If the Leafs would have won, let's say just someone scores two goals or they let they somehow win, you guys would not be saying anything about Marner, about Matthews. You'd yeah, no. Nothing about Matthews. Incredible win. Even if they didn't score in the series, incredible win. Like yeah, It doesn't matter when you win. The whole point is to win, and it, whoever gets you there gets you there. Exactly. So it, they did have a big impact. Your stars have to be your stars, and they weren't for you. That's probably the reason you lost because our stars were our stars. So. And what? What? Another thing I want to talk about was, I 
nothing against Sheldon Keith. Like he's a good guy, he's young guy. Good. I understand why they brought him in, but I've been during the regular season, especially I was really critical of Dominic Ducharme and how he managed the Habs bench. I know we had a lot of injuries and a lot of guys in and out of the lineup, but in those last three games, he clearly outcoached him. Like as Sheldon Keith, how do you not drop a game plan with the better players to win one out of three games and move on? Why does Joe Thornton continuing continuously play on your power play one when he's the worst yeah. player on your team? And yeah, that, that's not on roster anymore. He gets like half his minutes of the game on the power play. Like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. He doesn't ridiculous. do anything. And no, just know. the funniest thing. The funniest thing. Go back to our first ever podcast midseason. We were literally talking about Number where should Joe Jordan Thornton fit, and we said, I I remember, I said very clearly, I said. When it's time, we can't have another Patrick Marleau. I remember that. I remember we that. can't have him on the top line if it's clear that he doesn't belong there. And what do we do? We kept him there. And I'm and like, you know what? At the end of the day, he had the same amount of goals as Matthews and Marner combined. So, yeah, I think whatever. Spets is going to be the only veteran, I think, that will stay on the least roster. Those, like, I think the Leafs have to look. Their depth did not play bad at all. But I think we're going to see a lot of young guys come up for their team next year. I think Nick Robertson has to be given a legit chance at the top six. I think he's going to be a great player if he's actually given a chance. I think he could have re- – I know he was – should be the top line if Hyman's gone. But behind, Hyman's not gone, right? Well, the Leafs mm. – some offer apparently came up that he got offered five years, five mil a year, and he turned it down. And the Leafs aren't going to offer – You can't anything. pay him more than that. Leafs can't pay but him more I just more find that, that so hard to believe. Like, Hyman being from Toronto, like, he seems like he loves all the guys and really wants to be there. Maybe I'm wrong. But, I think hometown team and, is like very old. And I know uh, some teams would pay him probably like 5.5. I don't know if you can maybe six, like probably naughty. But Do you like, really need the money, Zach. Come on. Stay. Uh, I have a question for you, Leafs fans. If you are the GM, the Leafs right now, what is the one move you do after this series? The one I, move. I'm the opposite of what most people would be as a Leafs fan. I know Jack Campbell played outstanding, best goaltending we've seen in a while. Like if we have, don't even him, say it. If we have, really? I'm not saying no. Just talk listen. If we have him in our other game sevens, we're probably gonna win. He played outstanding. I just don't think he's gonna keep this up at this rate. I think we need a top goaltender, which is very hard to get. Like we're not getting a Carey Price. Good luck. Good luck. Today. I know we're not going to get it. I think Campbell's going to be our guy. I just think if we can get that goalie upgrade, that's the first thing we have to do. Like, he led in a bad goal in that last game that shouldn't yeah, have been Cam- led in, and it changed the whole momentum. One thing about Campbell is that he's never really played a full season as a starter, and I don't think the Leafs want to give him 55 to 60 games next year. So I would look for them. I'm not sure how they feel about David Riddick, but I would look for them to – Not David Riddick, not David Riddick. No, we should get – I've heard, I've heard. Why not David Riddick? Like, literally today. I, 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 I want to sign Grubau, um, Grubauer. Getting Grubauer. Yeah, good luck. Where are you playing money? I know we're not going to How are we paying Grubauer? That guy deserves a long-term extension. We're not signing Hyman. We're not signing Hyman. I think Hyman's more important than Grubauer. I would re-sign Hyman over getting Grubauer, even though I don't think. I know. I I agree with you, but I don't think we're going to re-sign Hyman. I don't think we have the money to. We're not going to re-sign Anderson. I'm expecting one of our defense to be traded. People are – I don't think it's going to be Riley, but I think one of the other guys will be traded. I think they have a decent amount of cap space to sign a goal. No, I think, I think if I had to make one prediction, I think Hyman's back, regardless of what you guys are saying, I think they'll figure it out. I really hope so. I think that, so Russ asked what I would time. do. The off season is Russ asked what I do as the Leafs GM. I would get, I would, my number one priority is re-signing Zach Hyman. That's my number one priority. And then Freddie's gone. 
Felino's gone. Simmons is gone. Thornton's gone. Spezza should be back. You say Freddie's gone. Wouldn't you pay him like a lot less than what he was getting? He's not going to want it. He's going to get something somewhere. Yeah, You know what? I think Freddie's going to go to a team that's going to pay him a one-year deal, maybe like four mil, three mil. And he's going to have like a prove it type, like Tyson Berry, yeah. where he proves himself as a starting goalie. And if he succeeds, he gets that big extension. Or, you know what? He gets, or he gets like overpaid by like a team that's like clearly like tanking or rebuilding, let's say like Buffalo or Detroit or something like that. And they're like, hey, like we'll sign you to a one year deal. So your expiring deal. You can like prove to the league that you can play. And then at the trade deadline, like, hey, we'll flip you to like a contender. Maybe you can be a goalie there. I like that. Actually. Yeah, that could be an idea. But anyway, uh, the 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 most absurd thing that I've seen on like Twitter and stuff like that for like Leafs things, it's like, oh, the Leafs should bring in Ryan Getzlaff, veteran presence. I'm I like, saw that. I'm why like, do we keep getting old guys? Like, Can we yeah. stop? I was I saw that like Ryan Getzlaff and Bobby Ryan. I'm like, why do we need old guys? That's not like Really? Do you think that you think getting these old, old all-star types doesn't make any sense? It's gonna make your team an all-star caliber team. These young I, mean, guys I, I don't necessarily think that's such a bad idea, but like that's not the game. Those aren't game breakers. Like I love the idea of that. Fourth, I, like right now, those are just fourth line fillers. Yeah, or they haven't found that right guy. Like we found Perry, who's a, a longtime all-star, and he he's been incredible for us in these years. Yeah, you guys haven't found that right game, guy. game one against the Jets, he just had a crazy. Oh, you're about to say game one against the Leafs, and I was gonna leave. No, I, that was just <laughs> that, that was so hard to watch. But game Wait, one, Perry just the, he the pulls one out of the corner, threw under Hellebuck's stick to stall. Like that was a gross play. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't know. You Boy wouldn't. Know. Boy By the way, both teams are gonna get the squad. This is all stupid talk because both teams are going to get disqualified and the Leafs are going to advance the, to the semifinals anyway. So it's stupid. Okay. Now moving on just to uh, the Leafs, not Leafs, um, Habs, uh, Jets series. What do we first think of the Shifley hit? It Was it the right amount I, of games, too many, more. too little? I think yeah, I would have given him five. I know they couldn't have given him six. I would have given him six, but five should It should have been five. I would have given him three. Yeah, I would have I gone two to three. It's just so hard to tell. Like, it was clearly charging. I'm not he was sure. trying to hurt him, but you like, slow down on you, people. Don't understand. Ball. Like, I I understand that it was just like a hard hit, and he was skating the full ice. But if you watch Shifley that whole game, I don't know. He doesn't seem like that dirty of a player. But no, like, that's why it was really was, weird. Something was wrong with him that game because he took earlier, like five minutes before that. In, with like six minutes left in the third he took just the dumbest penalty i've ever seen in my life it was a scrum and ben Chirot's on the ground with no helmet not even doing anything and he goes and like takes his stick and like tries to hit him in the head and that was just well, yeah, a ben stupid penalty and i don't know who is i think perry was chirping him before and the guys were getting on his nerves a bit i understand and maybe he was a little pissed off but it just it was so uncharacteristic of him to do that and just like the way the game was going i wasn't at all i was surprised that a play like that happened but if i had to choose one player from that specific game, I would have chose Shifley just the way he was playing. I got one picture I saw on Instagram. It's a hard lighting, but you could see Shifley is not looking at the puck. He's looking at Evans. The puck's about to go in the net, and then he yeah, does stop thing, that goal. Is, no, I have, I have a better you're, picture. You're allowed to. You're allowed to, ball, you're allowed to take the, the ball. The puck is ball. in the net as he makes contact. The puck has already been in the okay, net. Okay, but yeah, that yeah, point. It's, it's, it's yeah, a tough it, it play. Was, it was a little late. I think four was I was 
a little surprised. I thought it'd be closer to two to three. I know a lot of people disagree with the fact that he shouldn't even be more than one game. Like I think the hit deserved five or six, but since he's a first time offender. It was very it's very 50-50 on social media how people think of it. The people that are saying that it's a clean hit are just trolls. They're like, yeah. keep your head up, keep your head up. Like, all right, no, like I we get it. Keep your head no, up. I, like, I agree with the people that are like, hey, you got to. You're not your going to be up. looking at Shifley when you're putting the puck in the net. Yeah, it's like I don't think he expects to get like bulldozed, like head, like right in the head, like shoulder first, when he's just putting the puck into a wide open empty net. So I think that I didn't expect that from Shifley because he seems like an actually a really nice guy, but. Very uncharacteristic. It was no place for that in a, in hockey. But, you know, he'll serve his time. And when he comes back, there'll be a big brawl. And then both teams will be disqualified by the many that. players that get suspended. And then the Leafs will advance. So <laughs> has there not been, like, I know there's been, I think, three suspensions in the playoffs so far. Kadri, Reeves, and Shifley. And, like, I might be missing one if there was another one. But isn't that isn't it a little weird? I feel like there's not that many suspensions like that every year. The players are playing here more often. They're getting more rivalries and getting under their skin more often because you're still playing with these in-division players. Like, I, I just hope for the, the Habs' sake that Strifley's out four games. Really take advantage of this. Stasny, I think, is coming back tonight, but he's banged up. Like, th- those are two top centers. I know – PLD is going to play center probably. Pierre-Luc Dubois. Really, they're shorthanded. I think, what's his name? DeMello on defense. Josh Morrissey's partner, he he pulled his groin, it looked like, in the first game. And he's a a very important player for them. So I really hope they take advantage. I think we really got to win tonight. Now without without the series is going to be Carey Price versus Connor Hellebuck. It's going to be whoever can beat the goalie. And I really like that Sportsnet who does the games. They... They always have questions before periods. And before the first period of game one, it was it was a little bit of a hot take. But considering that it's Price versus Hellbuck, they're like, they said, will the will game one have four or more goals? And it had eight. Like <laughs> it had four well, goals in the first period. It was no crazy. one's expecting Connor Hellebuck to let up that many goals. Like I've I've never liked Hellebuck. I've mentioned it many times. I think he's not, not that good of a like a not top two. I think goal. he's pretty good. I, I everyone used- says he's pretty good, but then he comes out and lets in three easy goals in the first period. I, I wouldn't call he's those easy. easy I wouldn't call those easy goals. I wouldn't so the okay, first one was just a disgusting play by Petrie. Slap pass, wide disgusting. open. Disgusting. Disgusting. Like, filthy. Like, absolutely filthy. Like, there's nothing you can do. The second one, one was right also now. a top-in, Perry to stall. And the third one was Nick Suzuki kind of looking like if a little all three turner, goals are right actually putting it in the net. All three of these goals are right in front of the net. Like, that's where Hellebuck's supposed to be getting rebounds, supposed to be covering the puck. He just doesn't. Oh, yeah. Him. You know what? You actually reminded me of something. On the screen, Jack Campbell, everyone's praising this guy's rebound control in the first four games. And I think it was terrible in the last three games. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, that he was, was going out. He spin out the rebounds like me and Russ. I, I noticed that. it for Whenever sure. Whenever I watch the game, I'm like, I love Campbell because he's not like Anderson. Covers these rebounds he actually, so well. He actually looked, I think, a little tired. I don't know what shape he's in. And I guess he's never really played that many games in a row in his entire career. So it makes sense. But really, he looked tired. And you can't That's be That's why you put Freddie Anderson in for that back-to-back game. Well, you better get ready because he's about to well, play. Well, uh, I think I actually think we would have won one of those games if Freddie. Yeah, had. I know you probably would have won if he had he Freddie. Killed us. I think Campbell gets that rest. Gets that rest. That's one game. That's like you That's can't. A good of rest. You guys won both those games for good reason because in the first game it was like two to one or three to one on an empty netter. Campbell was unbelievable. Yeah, I know you can't plan ahead game. like that. You had. Right, we're, we're done with the Leafs. We're done with the Leafs. I'm talking about the Leafs. It's making me sad. 
It's making okay, me sad. Stop. I, I had one last stat. You like making you sad. You choked a three-one lead. I didn't do anything. You did it all. It was them. Uh, I have one uh, crazy stat to share. Um, so it's Yasperi Kokinyemi. Crazy. That's a crazy former, stat. A forward on the Habs needs just one goal to tie Sidney Crosby and Wayne Gretzky for playoff goals scored before the age of 21. That is crazy. Like, how many goals does this guy have in his regular season career? Crazy. Uh, how many goals is it, Russ? Like, nine playoffs? I, I think he has nine in, like, 15 games in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, he has, like, four this year, and I think four this year. Like, does he have a chance? He's under 20. 20. Like, will he be too, so? Will he have a chance next year or no? Or it's done. They're not making the playoffs next year. He I don't think he's one a goal. He needs, I think he gets it done, like, in the series. I think he gets that goal. He has nine he's goals. disqualified. What are you saying? He's not playing another game. Habs have been offensively better. Like, like, they're kind of returning to what they were at the beginning of the year in a way. Like, they're starting to score more than two goals a game. Well, that, that was a little bit of just last game. But how so far? Has been the best. I know we scored like four in game six or five. I forget which one it was. Who would you guys say has been the best player in the whole playoffs so far? In the whole playoffs. In the whole playoffs. Oh, McKinnon. Yeah. Oh my God. For all all the people that say Matthews was, I heard some people. Matthews Matthews is the third best player in the league. McKinnon's on a whole different world than Matthews. He's in a whole different league. The guy, I don't, David McKinnon, then you can debate Matthews. McKinnon didn't score a game two, right? No. McKinnon okay, so the guy has seven, the guy's seven goals in six games in the no, playoffs. He's eight, he's, eight eight he's eight goals. Eight? Looking like a cock and yemi. Yeah, cock and yemi's four. Like, oh, all right. Almost move, almost let's move on. Let's move on from the north. Let's move well, a little. Hmm. Let's Actually, move to my uh, new favorite team. The Suns, who beat LeBron. No, not not the new. Not we're going. We'll keep in the NHL. He's talking oh, okay. about the, the Islanders. My day one team. My day one team. The New York Islanders. Um, <laughs> yo, Varlamov led in a soft. He was so good. <laughs> no, so last night, for those that don't know, uh, the Bruins defeated the Islanders two one to go up two one in the series in overtime on a pretty weak goal from Brad Marchand from the corner after. Semyon Barmala played the game of his life. Weak goal is an understatement, by the way. Yeah, no, it was bad. It was bad. I know he was playing unbelievable, but that still can't go in. Yeah, but my new favorite team, the New York Islanders, they, you know, I got really excited when uh, Casey Zekas scored that overtime goal. But last night, it was kind of a downer. That, like, huh, that is a team, like, of a legit fourth line. So my question is, do you think Boston – is the favorite to win the cup right now or not at all? Top three. They're, yeah, they're Colorado. Third. I, I put one, one and two has to be Tampa, Colorado. Tampa. Yeah. Um, really? yeah, it's gotta be Tampa. Tampa I put Colorado. No, I think I think Colorado's gotta be over Tampa. Yeah, put, yeah, I'm saying Colorado's one, but Tampa, I put Boston over in the top four in points. Colorado I put Boston Tampa. as a close third. Like Boston, Boston is just doing what they do, man. Their players rise, unlike the boys in Toronto. They're going to rise to the occasion <laughs> in the playoffs and play how they're supposed to. And Marchand, like, is going off. Every OT they're, winner. It's yeah, they're so hard to play against that team. And Taylor Hall, I don't know if he scored in the last few games, but he, he's looked pretty good. And Tukarask is playing well. Man, wait, but wait, listen to this about Colorado and Tampa. Out of the points, they have four of the top five. Goals for the top five, assists three of the top five, plus minus five of the top. And Vasilevsky's five. looking. Power play points. I know four, they lost five. yesterday, but 
Like their goalies are one. Don't care it out. The Kaniacs. Like they, oh, they have bad. at least two players, two to. Hey man, they four. should. If they, two one man, I wouldn't count them out so quickly. Whatever. Anyway, Tampa's Islanders. Islanders like insane. Tampa's power play is like fifty percent or something in the playoffs. Yeah, they're insane. Yeah, that's crazy. <sighs> All right, hey, time for the. Guys, you guys ready to move on to some basketball playoffs? There's a lot to talk about there too. So let's do some basketball playoffs. The Valley, baby. So, yeah, basketball playoffs. We're going to be talking. There's a lot to talk about. LeBron first-round exit. First, first time. Wow. Mickey James. He that, that's quit. pretty big. So, yeah, let's go through all uh, just, just them quickly, and we'll give our thoughts. I have some thoughts on that series. They doubted me. They doubted me when I picked on this podcast two weeks ago. The Phoenix Suns. I, yeah, I doubt you. I don't remember doubting you. Well, I, people doubted me. Let's I just like say okay, internally no, in this in my family, people doubted me. My some of my friends yeah. from Michigan. Justin you know who they are. Hate. Yeah, Justin and my dad, John, they're giving me some hate. Well, no one Guess expected what? LeBron James to quit. Andre Drummond not to play. Anyway. Oh, not LeBron. La Mickey. Anthony. Mickey and A Disney are. A Disney, or also a day to day, is okay, well, always yes, hurt. Okay. Let's go through the series and we'll give our thoughts. Okay. So, Suns and Six, I called it from the beginning. Suns, my prediction on the podcast two weeks ago Suns, Bucks, NBA Championship, looking pretty solid. Devin Booker is the man. I'm not going to lie. They're not, the the man. they're not beating the Nuggets. Jokic is too good. Nuggets. That's an Jokic, easy dub. Okay, did you, Dame, in the last game, Dame almost outscored the rest of his team. Dame has better free throw, better shooting, every type of better percentage, and the rest of his team did nothing. Like, that team – Dame, Dame shot really bad in the second half. Dame to Toronto. I saw that. He tweeted in, like, 2012. In 2012, he's like, I heard Toronto's a great city. Uh, no, All right, Pascal, Pascal and a first. Yeah, oh, great deal for, for – Two yeah, firsts. They never do that. I'll be generous. Zimbabwe destroyed Memphis. They'd Memphis have to pass. No yeah, okay, Utah-Memphis. Utah first game, them. first game, Utah lost. Okay, Mitchell Utah's like though. the most like boring team. Who cares about Utah? They're gonna. But they're so good. No, they're not. You, yes, they Elon, are. Elon Musk, founder of Tesla, said that if you take the state of Utah, like a quarter of it, and fill it with solar panel, solar panels, you can provide electricity to all the United States. So no one cares. Utah sucks. They suck. No, where did you get that stat from? It's not stat. He just said it. What, what does that have to do with basketball? <laughs> it, nothing to do. It just proves how it's just a fun Utah. state, Utah. So, yeah, anyway, wow. Utah Jazz, they win in five. They lost the first game. They made it pretty Giddy's easy. trying to speed around this to get to Phoenix. So no, I already, we already got to Phoenix. We already got to Phoenix. I'm getting to the next series with the worst team in the NBA, the least likable team in the NBA, the Los Angeles Clippers, who are down 3-2 tonight and are on the brink of elimination by Luka. Something, Magic. Something I find so funny with that is the Clippers point guard shooting guard and small forward are all praised for defense. Pat Bev, Paul They Jordan. suck. They Kawhi, all suck at defense. Luca's dropping 40 a night. Mavericks figured out the Clippers are starting out Bobon and Chris Tapps running a massive lineup with Dwight Powell at the three also. And you just can't stop them because the Clippers are a pretty small team. Like with Luke Kennard occasionally playing the four and the Clippers stand no chance. Man, roll Luca. I want Luca to just take I them all hate the, the Clippers. Donnie knows why I hate the Clippers. I hate the Clippers so much. Yeah, They're- I hate the Clippers too. And you, know, well, I, you made the worst decision of your life. I get you wanted to be home, but you should have stayed. We no, and now he's going to go to, like, the Knicks or something. Like I know no, this he's going to come been... back. Yeah, no, he's coming back. Him and Dame. But, <laughs> dude, he's coming back, and we're trading for DeMar? Dame. 
I know this is never going to happen, but like if Trey plays Luca in the finals battle of like the pick swap that year, that oh, we'll be- get to Trey. We'll get to Trey. Trey's become because I have a bold prediction. Let's Trey now. Hawks, Knicks, four one. Trey Young used to be my least favorite player in the whole NBA going into the playoffs. He's now a, my favorite. You can't not love him, man. He's that my favorite amazing. NBA player. That bow at the end of that game was just so. But, hey, the hey. I, yeah, I so I was supporting the Knicks because I have a lot of family there, just like I'm an Islanders fan. Um, that was no, that was so pretty. Not Nets fans get if they're Islanders. God no. So you're a Giants fan also, right? Jets. No, I, I no, think Trey is, they're the only team that right there. Super Bowl champs, the only favorite. team I'm proud of. I, I think actually I see like, Raptors champs behind you, so no, right there. But anyway, so they they killed the Knicks. Wasn't even close for the majority of the series. The only game that the Knicks won was when the Hawks literally couldn't make a shot. So I don't even – it wasn't – it should have been a sweep. It was a gentleman's sweep. But now the Hawks, they're playing – this is going to be a very, very interesting series because Joel Embiid, I don't think it's being talked enough, like how badly he's actually hurt because they keep saying, oh, it's day-to-day. Like it's just like a minor minor tear in the meniscus. Like that's a big deal. Tear in a meniscus, how is that so minor? Yeah, it, they're like, oh, it's a tiny tear. If that's he doesn't play, that's, if he doesn't play, I, I think the Hawks. I think even if he play. does play, he's not going to do. They have the a Hawks lockdown the, center. The Hawks aren't that much worse of a team than them, honestly. Like if Trey Young continues this, want to hear? Want to hear Giddy's bold prediction that we're going to be yeah, looking let's back? Go. Giddy, who do you think wins each series? Oh, okay. So we'll go Hawks Sixers right now. I'm going to go Hawks and six, and then we'll go on to the best series. Uh, this is going to be the best series in the entire NBA playoffs. Nets and Bucks. Nets, you know, they looked good. They looked good. They looked solid. They killed the Celtics, but I think that was all expected. They lost the game because Tatum went off, but the Bucks, best defensive team in the NBA right now. Giannis, this is his year. I'm telling you. I'm going to go Bucks you know in seven. Do you hear what Giannis said? He was naming like the stars in the Nets or something, and he didn't say. Harden. Yeah, he didn't say Harden. They have Kyrie. Yeah, Durant, he's gonna own Harden. Harden is gonna be so bad this he's year. Like Kyrie, he, he said Kyrie, Katie, and Jeff Green. Yeah, he did say Jeff Green. But anyway, Bucks and seven. So then finals pick. Yeah, it, yeah, pretty much. And then so right now we don't have the entire Western Conference playoff bracket side, but. We know that it will be Denver versus Phoenix, and that's going to be a good series. I think Jokic will do really well because DeAndre Aiden, even though he played really well, he's not the best defender. So I think Jokic deals two games, but Phoenix six, you know, Suns and six, baby, let's go. And then I'm going to assume it's the Mavericks just because I hate the Clippers so much, but it could very well be the Clippers by the time you hear this. But anyway, Mavericks versus Jazz, Mavs in five. Mavs Hawks is my new finals prediction. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. You know what? I said I said earlier in the year that this NBA season sucks and that the NBA is dying because it is so predictable who the finals is going to be every year. It's only going to be four teams, and right now we probably have the least predictable NBA finals that we've. Well, had actually, actually, according to my predictions, uh, the predictable Nets are going to make the finals, like they like everyone always thought. I think Sixers are going to beat the Hawks in six. Nets over Bucks also in six. I have Nuggets over Suns in seven. And then I think the Mavs win against the Clippers in game seven, not game six. And then I think they lose to the Jazz in seven. Adam Silver, by the way, is on suicide watch right now, by the way. Like, this is, this is really bad. 
because right now, <laughs> if the Clippers if, Mil- if Milwaukee if Milwaukee beats the Nets and then the Clippers lose, and let's just say the Hawks beat the Sixers, they have like Milwaukee Hawks. If my prediction comes to life, which I think it actually is going to, Phoenix Milwaukee, that's like two million people going my, to my watch original prediction. Is no one's watching. My, my yeah, if the Clippers like I, if the Mavs would make it, a lot of people watch. But no, I, I still don't. Yeah, they needed an LA team. Yeah, people watch. Are all of our original predictions still alive? Yeah, I yeah. still have the box. No one predicted the Lakers. I'm very on the. I'm, I'm Nuggets. I'm Nets. Clippers like Clippers are probably gonna lose. <laughs> Nets are bombs. Um, Nets are yeah. bombs. I, I just have Nets. a response to all the hype of trying the hype, the hype. Um. So yeah, I just have a response. Oh, what's going on over there? Hello. Yeah, there we go. I just have a response quickly. 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 Uh, yeah, I have a response quickly to the Hawks. All the hype with Trey Young. I, I don't see it. I think Trey Young folds after all that hype and. I think he he doesn't average more than twenty points a game, and they lose in like five or six. Cool take, but unfortunately, that's all the time we have. We'll see you guys next week. Go Habs, go Ale Morial. We'll see go you in the go. Go Isles.